Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I watch movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I will be reviewing 2000's Romeo Must Die. Okay, we're here. <laughs> All right, we're back on. Try we are off. <laughs> okay, we are doing Romeo Must Die from 2000. And I am here with a special guest. I'm not sure if you want me to introduce you or you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Let me, let me see your, your, uh, your chops, man. Go ahead and introduce me. Okay. Uh, with the owner of the Rundown South, um, C.L. Palmer. I'm not sure if you wanted me to say your whole name. That's or cool. just, That's what I professionally as C.L. Palmer. Okay, that's it. All right. <laughs> and we're going to be reviewing Romeo Must Die from 2000. Uh, this is, uh, first of all, I want to say about this movie. This movie is very 2000s. Man. Very, very 2000s. Hold, hold on. Uh, to- hold, hold, hold on. Before, before you really get deep into it, bro, like, I, I got to say something because... Honestly, when I started watching this movie, uh-huh. I was feeling like this could not be that bad. I felt great, you know, like I'm about to watch an oldie but a goodie. Right. I, I'm. I'm. I, go ahead. Okay. Finish the intro. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But finish. <laughs> But yeah, but like, yeah, uh, this movie's very 2000s. Uh, this movie came out exactly 20 years ago. Exactly 20 years ago, this uh-huh. movie came out. And uh, and I've been doing that a lot, actually. Uh, and just by coincidence, I haven't even planned this. I've been doing a lot of movies that have been on, like, very, been doing a lot of movies that have done very important milestones. Like, Romeo Must Dies 20. Uh, I did the net. I did the net last week. That's twenty five years old this month. This year, this year. I don't think I ever watched it. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's not even worth it. It's it's <laughs> it's boring. It's very fucking boring. But uh, <laughs> but uh, and I was just like, oh god. I'm like watching the net. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go into the trauma of the net. But like watching the net is like watching paint dry. Ooh. Honestly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But uh, like I did this, I think Above the Rim turned 25. Mm. Like this, a whole, I've been doing like a whole bunch of movies that had like important milestones. Right. I'm doing another. I'm doing another one next next week that has an important milestone too. But uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I actually planned that one. But anyway, uh, it's 20 years old and it looks 20 years old. Like the aesthetics of this movie have not aged well everybody's wearing just like bright colors you know baggy jeans <laughs> baggy jeans big uh fubu jerseys oh my god yo i hadn't seen that 05 in a minute yes yes i had when i was because i was a teenager at the time this movie came out 
So I was like, I think I had to be 15. I think I was 15 when this movie came out. And at that exact time, I had one of those FUBU jerseys. The style was ridiculous. Like, I had a bunch of them. Like, I had a bunch of jerseys, shirts. Yeah. Like, you know, that's when the bootleg man was real big back in the day. And they used to right. just like open up the, the the trunk, and they had all the Fubu gear, right? And you could right. buy a whole outfit at the barbershop. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Dude's coming in there. And, hey, I got the Fubu. You're like, no, you got the Fufu, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I I was like, dude, I was looking at this. I'm like, this is how I used to dress at 15 years old. I was like, this is me. Cause I had, I had like the, I had like the bootleg kind of like FUBU Dallas Cowboys jersey, you know, cause like I loved the Dallas Cowboys as a kid, as a teenager and as a kid. And I couldn't afford, my, my, my parents couldn't afford a Dallas Cowboys jersey. So they got me a bootleg Dallas Cowboys jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I used to rock that a lot. So I was looking at that. I was like, oh my God, this fashion you know <laughs> yeah yeah man the, the the aesthetics of the whole movie it just really threw me off and you know like i guess we can kind of get into it as we start breaking down the the movie but like even like some of the hairstyles and the wigs on the black people made me question whether or not they were actually black uh because i seen the dude with an afro and it was no doubt fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was the guy that, when you said that that was the guy that popped in my head is the dude with the afro with the sunglasses. Oh my god, bro! Like he that dude <laughs> might have been like Dominican or something because he definitely right. was not black, and they tried hard to make him into somebody who looked like he was black and could fight, but they ain't accomplished right. either one. He didn't do either. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that guy like his name his last name's not Johnson, his last name is Dominguez, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man, it was just. But yeah, man, the movie then the movie like obviously it's a play on Romeo and Juliet. You know, um, you got like these two uh, crime families involved in a gang war. You got the Sings and the O'Days. Uh, the Sings' youngest son uh, Poe is murdered. Nobody knows who who did it, and like the word gets to. The word of Poe's death gets to his bro- his older brother Han, who's in prison in China, uh, played by Jet Li. Now he is and a police he- officer. That they just never mention that in the movie, but it's mentioned in the plot. I know. Yeah, I like. I know because I had to do. Uh, yeah, because when I was doing my research, they, they it, it's in the research. Uh, like when you go on IMDb or when you go on like Wikipedia, it's in the Wikipedia page that he's a police officer. <laughs> I'm just like okay, well, why is he in prison? Yeah. It's yeah, so many questions. I think he went to, yeah, because I believe he went to prison, and I don't even explain why he went to prison. But he explains at the end of the movie that he went to prison for his father, but they don't explain what he did. Yeah, <laughs> so this 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 is a Swiss cheese movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of to, plot holes to put it lightly. Um, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna follow your lead because there's so many things we can get into with this. Yeah, but like the movie, 
Well, the movie has a pretty decent cast, though. The, the cast is not bad. Uh, this is uh, Jet Li's first U.S. starring role. This is not his first U.S. movie, but it's his first starring role. This is, like, uh, the first one for him. Because uh, before this, he was in Lethal Weapon 4. I remember that. Yes, he was in Lethal Weapon. That's his first U.S. role. But he, when he come, when the problem I have with Jet Li in America, because I'm a huge I'm a huge Jet Li fan, uh, going back Thank to you. his uh, movie, yeah, <laughs> going back to his movies in uh, China. You know, like I enjoy like his like his favorite movie of mine is called The Enforcer in uh, China. It's called the I forgot what it's called. I think it's called The Bodyguard, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like it's called the bodyguard in, in China, but when it came over to America, because we already have a bodyguard, uh, they called it the enforcer. So, okay, I I, I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, but when he came over here to America, it just feels like they tried their best to make him like the second coming of Jackie Chan, right? <laughs> you know, it was just like. They tried too hard with all the fight scenes to make him Jackie Chan. Like he was like picking up things and you know doing like using inanimate objects to fight people and all this stuff. Right. And it's being real. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, but like you know, you're a Jet Li fan, so you watched a lot of uh, fighting movies and fighting scenes. And yes. one of the biggest things that determines whether or not it's believable is the choreographic of each yes. scene. And right. it's like this dude probably never watched Jet Li before. Because oh, yeah. he had no idea what to do with Jet Li and did not think about, well, maybe I should get some people that might know how to fight on the other end to make this a little bit more believable exactly yeah I mean like he can still I'm like he can he can still fight the same dudes but like he's just fighting like he he didn't fight like Jet Li no like they had him fighting like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Jackie Chan have two very different fighting styles Mm -hmm. like cause Jet Li is a more aggressive fighter he's a wusu he's a like a wushu champion like he's been in tournaments he's fought in tournaments <laughs> and uh and Jackie Chan style is a little bit more comedic but like Jackie Chan like the Jackie Chan I'm not taking anything away from Jackie Jackie is a legit dude like it, any of us could like I would not challenge Jackie Chan to a fight in real life cuz I know he kicked my ass but <laughs> but, in his, but in his movies in his movies, they make him more slapstick and comical, and I think he does it so he can like, so he could, um, you know, relate to kids. You know, like he wants kids to come and see his movies, so like he's gonna keep the violence at a minimum. You know, right? So, but but Jet Li is a more aggressive fighter, and I just wish there were like more like practical fights in this movie, and none of this like, cause like this is how a fight scene starts. A fight scene in Romeo Must Die starts off really good, like it starts off good. And then it just goes off the rails with like just wires and special effects and you know like all this stuff. I'm, I'm just a fan of because like I'm a fan of like Hong Kong cinema, 
And like, I'm just a fan of practical fights, you know. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like, you know, I like it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, ever since I discovered that on Netflix, it just it charged me up to want to seek out more martial arts films, but they're just not making them here in America at all. I'm a little disappointed right. in that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like it seems like in Romeo Must Die they decided that it probably wouldn't be too important to just, I don't know, you know, practice a few times and make sure these guys got in the right place when they got hit and just, like you said, make it a little bit more practical. Like, it just seems so, like he was superhuman at at some points. And then, like, you add in the special effects, it was totally gratuitous. You didn't even need it. Yeah. It was not believable because, like, because, like, even the even like the last fight that he has with uh even the last fight that he has with the guy uh the guy Kai, uh the, the guy Kai at the end is like they have a pretty good fight for the most part, but then they kind of kill it towards the end yep. with like just wires and stuff. It's, it's right there. It's like y'all got it, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. It was aggressive. It was like they were like taking it to a, a, a like second gear, and but towards the end, he just killed it with just like the special effects. I was like, oh, I'm out of it now. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know, I just yeah. I'm like, it made me think like, damn, did Mortal Kombat just take that from Romeo Must Die? Because I don't know if you played Mortal Kombat XL or the new one, but that's basically like every cutscene in a fight <laughs> looks just like that. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it was like some, it was some video games. Very video game like. It was very video game, but like, like moving on. Um, another person in this movie, another elephant in the room in this movie is uh, Aaliyah. Is it this movie? This is her uh, cinematic debut in movies. Uh, She's trying to cross over from uh, music to movies, and I have to say. She's pretty good in this movie. She killed it. She's pretty good in this movie. Like the charisma just jumps off the screen. Yes. With uh with Aaliyah. Like she I'm like she had it. She had the it. Um she 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 knew what she knew where the camera was. She knew how to recite her lines. You know, she 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 even had like an emotional scene. In the movie that was believable, right? You know, wasn't so, over the top. It was right on point. Was exactly, and like I was like, dude, man, if she was still around today, I was like, she would be a superstar. I, I believe so. Um, the the only thing that I didn't see the director even bother to do is kind of even play with the fact that she was sexy. You know, I, because she came off like very cute and very irresistible, but I didn't get the sexy from her at all. And like, just knowing me from what I know from outside of Lee, that's kind of what she's known for is like, she has this real like young, I guess young girl. I, I hate to say that, but you know, <clears throat> it's not, it's not an old woman. We're not talking, we're, we're talking about a, a younger woman. So 
not in you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, like she was very like she was very um she was I'm like she was more of like the smooth like more smooth you know like yeah. like a smooth girl you know and like it was because no like this isn't anything groundbreaking or anything because I had a, I had a huge crush on Aaliyah growing up you know so but, but like, and like she's always seemed like very cool yeah like she always seemed very cool very smooth just like she knows how to work her sex appeal yeah that's what it is you know what I'll say this and I'll just sum it up like this. <laughs> When I looked at her on screen, I mm-hmm. felt like whatever she asked me to do, I would probably say yes. It didn't matter actually <laughs> what she was asking me to do. It's just the fact when I looked at her face, it's like, what do you want? What do you need? I, I will take care of it. And she used right. that look a couple times and I was like, man, I do not know anybody who even translates like that across the screen like that anymore. <clears throat> she was truly one of a kind. Right, yeah, I was like, she was, I was just superstar. She would have been man. Like, I was like, this, because like, there's this thing about me where like, I feel like there's like alternate realities, you know? I feel like there's alternate realities, and like I feel Rick like, Morty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like Rick and Morty, like ultimate, like alternate realities where like, Aaliyah's a superstar, um. Biggie, well, like, uh, like Biggie's alive and he's a mogul, you know. Right. You know, he's doing everything that Jay Z's doing now. And uh, there was this uh, other actor, um, who's who passed away, I think, in like the early nineties. Uh, River Phoenix. Have you ever heard of River Phoenix? Not top of my head. Yeah, but like River Phoenix, he was like a child actor, and. He was, he's in like one of my favorite movies it's called uh, Stand By Me. It just came out like the mid 80s. And um, he, he, even then, when he was a kid, it was like 10 or 11 years old there. Even then, when he was a kid, it was like, watch out for him. He's going to be a superstar. And like, I fe- I got this kind of feel mm-hmm. like. Okay. Yeah. I just looked him up. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the guy that played the Joker, that's his little brother. Okay. Yeah, that's his little brother, Joaquin Phoenix, the guy that recently played the Joker. And um, I just feel like that dude would have been, if it was, if he was still alive, there wouldn't be a Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. I feel like. So he's the market correction. Yes. And like, I was just like, that. I just like certain things I just think about, like alternate realities. I'm like, Ali is a superstar, Biggie's a mogul, and River Phoenix is the greatest actor of all time right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's Wolf of Wall Street right now. He, yeah, he's Wolf of Wall Street. He's in uh he's in Titanic, he's in Django, he's he's, he's doing all of these things. You know? You're about to make me like watch two or three of his movies because that is an interesting paradigm. And I've you know, <clears throat> my dude Bill Simmons, he always talks about what they say sliding door moments. Right, it's definitely one of those like sliding door moments. Like if that doesn't happen, like does Leonardo DiCaprio become Leonardo DiCaprio? So I can't even really talk about it. But from what you're saying, you're saying yes, definitely. Yeah, because like at one point they were actually, I think I looked this up. Like they were actually out for the same role of uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, like in like this like the early '90s, and River Phoenix doesn't get the role because he dies. Mm. 
and Leonardo DiCaprio gets that role, and that's the role that shot him into superstardom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. I did not know that, but that's that's like that's a, that's worth a deep dive, bro. You need to you need to write that whole blog post. I'm gonna need you to take yeah. like you know one of these days, get all your notes together, and and make and make that blog post. I'll read it. All right, I'll. Whenever I get a day to do that, I'll do that. I'll even publish it and help you promote it because that that is that is interesting. Like you know, I talk about you know, like you said, like the Biggie Jay Z. That's another sliding door moment. Does Jay Z become the Jay Z we know? Um, Yeah. If Biggie doesn't come along, or you know, yeah. What's another? Like I feel like with just like I feel like with Aaliyah, there would be no Beyonce. I feel like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm just saying. You know, because the thing is, like, even at that time, Beyonce was still in Destiny's Child. Yeah. So it's kind of like we never even got a chance to see them going, like, head to head, really, because she was still the group. But I think, like, the formula is for the best singer to leave the group after like three albums. Now, right. whether or not she becomes Queen B, Beyonce, that's a whole nother subject. So I was just saying, I was like, I'm like, I, I think Beyonce would be around, but I don't think she would be as big. Just saying. I think she would be here. She would be here, but I don't think she would be as big. Man, that's. You, you know what, man? That we might have to, we might have to go back and do that one too. Because I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> you got, a, you got some interesting sliding doors right there. Like that, there are three sliding doors all in this movie at the same time, and I didn't even see that. Right. Um, <clears throat> right. But, but uh, yeah, but but continue, man. Wow. But yeah, moving on uh, from Aaliyah, she's good in this movie. Uh, Delroy Lindo, uh, who plays uh, Isaac O'Day, at least Aaliyah's father, he's great in this movie. You know what? What was his business? Hmm? What was his business? I I think he was like a. I think he was like a real estate developer. They never really went into. They really don't go into details into anything in this movie. (laughs) But continue. (laughs) I just wanted to see if you caught that. I I wasn't sure, but yes. but man's was doing he yeah. did good I'm sorry yeah yeah, but yeah no problem but uh Delroy Leno is great in this movie I like cause I like the way uh Del- I've always kind of low key been a fan of Delroy Lindo uh recently he was in the Five Bloods have you seen the Five Bloods I saw the Five Bloods and I was like damn he's in this yeah he's stand out he's stand out in this movie in, in the Five Bloods but like dude like Delroy Lindo has always been very kind of like low key. It's just like acting is just like breathing to him type. He's that that type of guy, right? <laughs> just wake up and just in character, like yeah. He does not seem and like you can stretch. Yeah, you could tell like he was like a theater kid, mm-hmm. you know. Like you could tell he just like he's just screams theater kid. Like he's been doing this for a long time. And it's nothing to him, you know. Definitely, man. He, but, he, he's on a. He's definitely one of those guys that 
you know, needs to get his flowers, you know, while he's still around. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> very, he's very underrated. But I also have, like, I also have the question about Delroy Lindo, though, is, is he LeBron James's father? <laughs> what? You don't see the resemblance. Let me look at this dude. Yeah. I don't think he's tall enough. You don't think he's tall enough? I don't think he's tall enough. <laughs> Lamar is 6'8. Yeah. They do have a meme of both of them, though. Yeah, I'm just. Because we've. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I was watching more Romeo Must Die. My wife, me and my wife were watching Romeo Must Die. We were like. Oh my god, we were like, he looks like an older version of LeBron James. We were saying, we were both saying that. Yeah, yeah, that that there's there's a little something there, especially with like beard LeBron. Yeah, he definitely got yeah, that I was, look. I, I can see that. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, but he might be an uncle. Was, he definitely might be an uncle. He might be. Who knows? But I was. I don't. I don't really think he's his father, but it's a speculation. You know, it's, <laughs> just saying. It's it's up there. We contenders. <laughs> like you don't have to show it to the meat when we try to figure this out. But uh, right, you know. get that DNA test ready. Right. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, another guy out here, uh, Isaiah Washington. Uh, I think he's pretty. He's a pretty serviceable, serviceable villain as Mac I think he did a pretty good job as that character really go ahead I'm gonna let you finish and then I'm gonna say something yeah he was I I felt like he was really sinister that's one thing he does in here that's kind of dude that's kind of that's kind of fucked up you know (laughs) like he uh, I think he like he's on the dock and like he puts the gun to the guy's head and he puts his head in the crabs. Yes. I was like, dude, that's that that's kind of evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the homie was ill. The thing that <clears throat> all right, so since you brought it up, mm-hmm. I could not understand why they didn't establish that this motherfucker was gangster from jump. Like to me, right. that scene should have been at the beginning of the movie. So, so crab it, scene? yes, so it can set the tone for who Mac is, knowing that mm-hmm. he's not to be played with. So when he's subduing himself next to Aaliyah, it has mm-hmm. a little bit more impact. I think there was like there were like little instances that he might be like just like a grimy, grimy motherfucker. Because, uh, like, even, like, when he's sitting at the table with Aaliyah, he's kind of, he's a little abusive, you know? So, you know, so, he's a little abusive there. Uh, he smacks Anthony Anderson in the face. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was ill. Um, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, you know, that's when I got the first clue that he was gangster like that. But, yeah. I mean, I, I would have felt, put it like this, when you watching John yeah. Wick, Right. You know John Wick bad because he do something bad within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right. I didn't really know he was that bad. So we're just like, damn, why he doing like that? You know, I'm questioning <laughs> him, his gangster, instead of knowing that he's gangster. 
Right. They could. I don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted it, wanted it to build. I don't know. I don't know. We, Why I mean, did, do you have a specific uh, section where you talk about directors and writers? Uh, actually, I don't. Okay. Well, let's 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 get through the the air all the characters, and then we'll circle back around to them because I have some I have some notes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man. But I think Isaiah Washington—he's a serviceable uh villain. Like he's like like you said to like towards the end, he starts getting like real grimy. Um, kind of disappointed that, but I guess it had to be this way because like the way that they set up the main villains is kind of like you know because Aaliyah kills Mac. Uh, I guess they had to set that up because like that was because we found out like everything that's happening in the two families is in house, you know. So I guess she had to take care of her dirty work and Jet Li had to take care of his dirty work, pretty much. I guess I guess that's how they had to set it up, right? And, I, and he actually only gives like one of the only memorable lines, which is that's some cold shit. And he gets yeah. shot by Leah. Yeah. Um, it's probably like one of the most quotable lines in the whole movie, which is, says a lot. And he also says the title. Yes, and doesn't even say it. <laughs> All right, Romeo, I guess you gotta die. He didn't even say you yeah. must die. I'm like, yeah, mother. <laughs> I was like, wow. But yeah, on the flip coin of Isaiah Washington, Russell Wong was not a serviceable villain. I think he, was, I thought he was kind of terrible. Uh, yeah. who played uh Kai. He like the he was like the the muscles kind of like the, the the Chinese version of Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Uh I really I really wasn't feeling him. Uh I think I really just think that he was really the, the actor himself, Russell Wong. I just really think he was like really focused on looking good than acting. Yeah, he did. You know? He was trying to make sure he had the glasses right, the hair was right. Yeah, he, yeah, he was really. My yeah, he was a little bit. Yes, he was a little bit too much on like his sexy flexy, you know. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Riley Freeman, sexy flexy ass yes. niggas, bro. Sexy flexy, yeah. Russell Wong, Russell Wong was too busy trying to be a sexy flexy ass nigga, but uh, <laughs> you know, but, and he. And I found out that he he also used to be a dancer. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He, there we go. He actually, yeah, he actually used to. They, they, I looked at his wiki. And they said he used to dance with Janet Jackson in the eighties. Wow. So, yeah. That's a great note. Not not so much makes sense. That your whole mentality makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I see how you ended up getting on Empire too. So. <laughs> right. But yeah, man, but like, yeah, he did that. But another thing in this movie, like, another thing, uh, they, they played a the fuck out of the soundtrack. <laughs> did they, they? play? They did. They played the hell out of the soundtrack. It's like they get any, any chance they get, they playing a track from the soundtrack. Be like, what? I heard Aaliyah, DMX, you know, just <laughs> and I'm trying to think who else was it on the soundtrack. I can't really think who else was on the soundtrack. Oh, dude, but... I know I had never heard of for sure. 
Um, yeah. And I probably never heard of again. Now, <clears throat> real quick, man, you didn't mention all mm-hmm. the starring actors before we get into the soundtrack. Oh, um, I guess DMX is not in this movie very often. So. But he's starring <laughs> in the movie. That's the that Say is, I like, but he's listed as starring in the movie and literally has two scenes. Yeah, he has two scenes. I was like, that's what I say. I'm like, dear, it's not even worth mentioning it, you know, because like it, he, it, he you two. have to mention it because he was in the promo. He was all over the shit. They made you feel like DMX was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I know because he, he is in the trailer too. He's in the trailer. That's what I'm saying. Like like it's that, that was very deceptive. I did not appreciate them putting DMX in this movie. Mm-hmm. Tell me he was starring in it just to be in the first scene and the last scene, which looks See, like they did on the same day in the club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it looks because it looks like he's wearing the same shirt. It looks like he's wearing the same shirt, and it's definitely the same place. So yeah. That that to me that was ridiculous. I, I did not appreciate that. I, I I was shaking my fist at the screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, this dude's wearing the same shirt. This all this stuff had to happen within the span of a week. Undoubtedly, had to. But I I, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to get that out there before you start talking about the music because yeah. DMX is on the soundtrack and he has a song with Aaliyah, which actually still bangs. Oh yeah, back in one piece. I, I I mess with that song too. But yeah, I was a CMD. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Back when I was 15 and I went to go see this movie. I remember my dad took me to go see this movie. This movie's rated R, so but I, I was like, wow, dad. But uh, but anyway, uh, but anyway. DMX was one of the selling points for me because I was a big DMX fan growing up. Who was not? I'm right there with you. You weren't a fan of the dog? I I definitely was. You know, hold on. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the dog, he got a ball. You know what I mean? Definitely a fan of the dog. He possessed you. Bro, I do it all the time. I freak people out. But it's one of my best impressions that I can do. I can do a few different ones, but he's definitely the easiest one. Awesome. But yeah, man, I was a huge fan of DMX growing up, man. And like, he was one of the seller points to, go, to get me to go see this movie. I was like, oh, man, DMX is in here? Oh, I gotta go see this. You <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. But that soundtrack, man, they like they played the hell out of that soundtrack. I think I said this on my um on my above the rim episode, because like that's another movie that plays the hell out of their soundtrack. Um and it's a great soundtrack, but I always say that was like the thing about and this goes into your this goes into your theory, this goes into your thing about plot holes, too. It's like when there's a movie that's like because this movie was very catered to black folks. It's right. Whenever, right. whenever there is a movie that's catered to black folks, especially back in those days, the soundtrack matters more than the plot. It drove the interest yeah. in the movie. 
without a question. Exactly. Because that actually debuted at number three on the charts. They sold a million and a half copies of that soundtrack. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, it was, it's like whenever you got a movie that's catered towards black folks, they gonna, they gonna push that soundtrack. They like, fuck a plot. What's that soundtrack like? What's that soundtrack hitting folks out? <laughs> yeah, it was like, just like, like that soundtrack better hit. You know, it is, it is <laughs> like, definitely I required. Care. I don't care what they doing in the movies. That soundtrack, it better be the shit. You know, <laughs> so. absolutely, man. And you know, and <clears throat> I'll say this because I felt like they used the soundtrack a lot but they didn't use it enough because the score for the whole movie was absolutely atrocious like um every scene that did not have an actual song had a terrible score to it and the ones that did sometimes they even had the wrong song for the moment and it was messing with the scene oh Oh yeah, I know the like there was like the opening scene when uh when uh the the, the brother gets killed when uh, Jet Li's brother gets killed. Like oh my god, yeah th- that shit that shit was trash, bro. That, that music was not fitting at all. <laughs> it was not fitting. No, they they, they but yeah they 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 seem to have a tough time knowing what type of music to use for the movie and i didn't actually look to see who scored the movie um i actually should have looked it up that probably been some good research um i think it was uh, a guy named uh marcus miller i really did i should have did something on him i didn't but i've seen his name on a good amount of movies like when it comes to music musical scores but I don't remember the movies, but I saw. I think I saw it. It was like they say it's music score by Marcus Miller. Okay, so I, I just looked him yeah. up, and he's a bass guitarist. Um, he does do <clears throat> film composition, but he mostly did jazz. <laughs> now, I'm gonna just say this because I'm an actual mm-hmm. hip hop fan. If you was going to make right. a martial arts film. Infused with hip hop, who is the first person you would call? RZA. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Automatically. Like, who the fuck said we should not call RZA? Because I don't think there should have been any other I like choices. Like, that's it. That's the guy. He's the guy that's going to do it. He's the guy, yeah, he, exactly. I was like, I, as soon as you were talking about that, I was like, Rizzo popped up in my head immediately. Immediately. <laughs> and it's like, that yes. score, it, it just felt like, if they would have just added that, it probably would have felt a little bit more believable and engaging. Because I think about how he killed kill Bill. Like, like every moment yeah. of, of that movie is engaging. And even though Man, uh, Man with the Iron Fist is not that good of a movie, uh, it, the, the, the score is good. The score is fire. I will watch that again just to fire. hear the, the score. Like, 
Yeah, throw some cool ass beats. He even he even throw some he even throw some Wu Tang in there. Yeah, because they do uh they do uh shame on the nigga. Yeah, shame on the nigga is in on um is in the man with the iron fist. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, yeah that 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 was that one was lit. Now I might have to go watch that again because. That was like 75% there. Like the idea on paper was great. Execution, another story. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get back to Romeo. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can actually talk about that. But yeah, man, I was like, I mean, like there's really not much more for me to say about this movie. I mean, like I still have fun with the movie, you know, like it's very nostalgic. <laughs> You know, and I like looking at Leah, but uh, right. <laughs> but it, there's really not much much else for me to say about this movie. Well, really, okay. I I throw this in here because we didn't actually talk about Anthony Anderson. Uh, oh yeah, but he plays basically like the glue guy um, in the whole movie. He brings a little bit right. of seriousness you can definitely tell he he's fresh out of acting school uh right no mustache definitely looks a little different yeah. with no mustache still had to wait on uh i think he go ahead i'm sorry i'll let you but i think he just got finished because like he i don't know if you know this because anthony anderson got his start on a, a teen nbc show called hang time if you remember Hang Time, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell, but with basketball. I kind of re- I remember that. That's that sounds so familiar. Yeah, like that was his first start. Like he was like, I think he was, I think he was eighteen. I want to say, okay. And he started on Hang Time, and I think he had just got off that show because he was on that show for a while. I think he had just got off that show. When he did Romeo Must Die, and that's the reason he doesn't have a mustache or anything, because mm. he, he just got finished playing a teenager, pretty much. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that that it so. wasn't the best look for him. I'm just gonna say that. I'm sure he knows that now. Um, but yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job, and I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't end up like being a star in the movie because he's definitely like supporting actor in this movie. Um, he has so much more screen time than DMX. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I just really wish they would have brought him a few better scenes so he could have did something. But I, I appreciate so, him being in that movie and being part of that time. Uh, you know, I guess like in history because like he's, you know, he's basically around for Jet Li's first movie and Aaliyah's first movie as far as like big time movie. stuff. Yeah, and I think this is I think that I think this is his first movie role as well. I didn't really I didn't really look into that, but like I think this is his first movie role because I said he was like on a he was on a teen sitcom before this, mm. you know. So, <laughs> so he just I think he just I think he just got all hang time <laughs> when he did this movie. Right. Okay. That. So I'm gonna actually look that up, and I'm gonna yeah. say one more thing and I guess we could wrap up um yeah now <clears throat> I guess because I'm looking at how Hollywood is right now and I'm uh, looking back to see like 20 years ago when we talked uh, about Hollywood being 
you know, being black people being marginalized in Hollywood was a much, much bigger issue. It just was not talked about. And right. I feel like looking into this movie is like a pure example of like you don't have any black people in your writing room yet oh, you are writing yes. a movie with black people in it you are directing a movie with black people in it and I could feel from the writing to the director nobody had any idea what to do with black people at all um, I see that as well let me see what's this guy's name Eric Burke I think that's what his name is Yes, he wrote Virtuosity. I never seen oh, it, God. but it stars Denzel Washington <laughs> and Russell Crowe, and it's one of the yeah. worst trailers I've ever seen. And you could not pay me to sit down for ten minutes to watch that. I actually saw. I've actually seen Virtuosity. You've seen it? It is not. I've seen. I think I saw it when I was like eleven or twelve years old, and like it came on like cable. Uh, like HBO or something, I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, this movie's bad." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "It was terrible." Yeah, man. That. If you watch Virtuosity, God, God help him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what you had in the writers' room on Romeo Must Die. So you know you can see when I'm talking about like we can't get in the writer's room to do some of this stuff that's what's going on like you write trash movies and you get another one to write no that's true that's true it's like uh, I think had a white person writing virtuosity he wouldn't be writing again right if exactly I don't know what happened to your audio you seem like you, you're a little far now uh yeah you hear me okay It'd be the end of your career. You go find you a job at Whole Foods or whatever else you want to do because you ain't going to be in Hollywood no more. Exactly. And it's just like, it's just like with black actors, like, like black and white actors. It's like white actors can get so many um, opportunities to be stars. Like this is one kid they were trying to, I remember they were trying to push. Uh, 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 what's his name? That was a couple of them, but he was a kid. He did a movie that called John Carter. Oh, uh, god dang. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. That was his name. And he used to be on uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, the TV show mm. Friday Night Lights. And they tried their hardest to make him a star. Their hardest. Anyway, he did John Carter. John Carter lost so much money for Disney. Got a dude fired. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like the, the um, I think it's Bob Iger, the head of Disney. He was so mad that John Carter lost so much money. He fired a guy. Uh, <laughs> but Taylor Kitsch kept getting roles. Mm. Kept getting roles. I was like, had that been a black guy, that 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 uh, had that been like Brandon T. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that did John Carter. That'd be the end of Brandon T. Jackson. Right. He would get no more roles. I mean, he, we don't really see him now, but had he bombed that, that terribly, you know, <laughs> like, you know, 
we wouldn't we, we wouldn't even know who he was. Just saying. Yeah, it, it, <clears throat> you he would have went away quietly. That that's yes. He would have he would have gotten market corrected, and they would have found a new one. Goodbye. Exactly. Uh, exactly. When they tried so hard to make Taylor Kitsch a superstar, I'm like, he even got to play Gambit. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 got them handed to him. They they just just wasn't it, man. And it's the worst gambit I've ever seen. And I was like, and gambit, and like it was more, it was an insult to me because gambit is one of my favorite X Men. Yo, he's so, so like, underrated. Was, he cool as shit. Yeah, I was like, I was doubly pissed. I was like, the dude from John Carter got to play gambit. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I'm gonna say one more thing on on the writing because I, I like I said I wanted to really bring these guys to task for some of the stuff that was in his dialogue and and what they were doing with the looks like I said the the afros we were talking about ridiculous the do rags like everything was just ridiculous and one of the things that stuck out the most was the fact that nobody was actually referred to as their family name. Everybody was the blacks and the Chinese. And I was like, this is definitely written by a white person who didn't really care about people and their identities. Exactly. I was like, we got names. Got names, bro. Not the blacks and the Chinese. The but like old day. Whatever, man. Just call it. Yeah. I said their names. I'm like, they're scenes in the old days. That's their names. That's their names. But in the whole movie, all the dialogue is the blacks and the Chinese. But you you already know if it had been a mob family with with some white folks, it'd have been the Gambino family, the you know whoever, Luciani, all that shit, man. We don't we we didn't get that in this film. We didn't get to feel like the mob. We was the blacks and Chinese. So shout out to y'all for just showing how racism works in Hollywood. But that's all I got to say on that. for rewatchability yes all right I'm, I'm gonna have to get his two scores because i think it depends on what eyes you're looking at it with because if you are an Aaliyah fan this movie is a five out of five rewatch because you will not see a collection of video on Aaliyah that will make you miss her more you know what i'm saying like not to get you teary-eyed but just to be like man she's just that enjoyable but as far as the movie, I watched it with my old lady. 
and uh, I kept asking. I'm like, did I miss something? Did I miss something? Did I miss like I asked her like four times throughout the movie. So, if you like watching movies, don't watch this movie. <laughs> Your head will hurt. So I, I'm gonna have to give it like two out of five. Like, it was, two out of five. yes. Okay. I just had to give it a four out of five because like, I mean, like, Del Orlando carries it. Leah carries it. Isaiah Washington does his job. You know, and it was just like just those guys, just those guys trying. You know, to make this a good movie, just like won me over. So, so it's like you, if you're more of a fan of the actors, you're just like. I'm gonna support you guys because you're trying so hard in this piece of trash to to make your money. Yes, <laughs> I, I could have like, with that. That's that's real. Yes. Okay. I, you know what? Yes. I'll give it an extra one. I'll, I'll go three out of five for that. We will go three. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's it though. No yeah. more. That's it. I'm, I'm done talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything you wanna you wanna promote or you want anybody to know where they can find you? If you wanna highlight me personally, um I'm at CL the main event on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But I'm just gonna tell you don't do it. I don't even know why I told you to do it in the first place. But if you really want to get in touch <laughs> with me, hit at the rundown south on every single platform. And if you are a podcaster. And you need podcast resources. I mean, whether it's like what apps to use, tech support, you trying to book um, people for your podcast, join Podtex on the Slack channel. We are building something great. I promise you, you're going to want to be there. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, I'll, I just end the show pretty much. <laughs> so, you don't have a sign off? So I don't have a sign off. So I just say peace. All right. So we just like Airbnb and Rock Hill. Peace. 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 All right. All right.